You have 24 minutes. You have 24 minutes, the podcast from 24 Hour Nation. 24 Hour Nation's website, podcasts, and webinars will introduce you to nighttime thought leaders who can help you help your city be safer, more dynamic, and more respectful at night. We also share global news, reports, and educational opportunities that benefit nighttime influencers in American cities. In addition, 24-Hour Nation presents new and intriguing things to see and do at night across the USA. My name is Randall White, host and curator for 24-Hour Nation. Find us online at 24hournation.com and on social media at 24-Hour Nation. Today, we spend 24 minutes with Lutz Leitzenring, partner and co-founder of VibeLab, a global purpose-driven consulting agency based in Berlin and Amsterdam. Lutz is also the spokesman and executive board member for Club Commission Berlin. On September 23, 2022, VibeLab released Rise Up, a manifesto for the night. Spend 24 minutes with Lutz Leitzenring as we learn what the global nighttime community hopes will be the result of this document. The Global Nighttime Manifesto is a collective reflection um, that we initiated one year ago, and we wanted to bring everybody who is advocating for nightlife together and talk about values that drive the nighttime communities and um, and talk about the future of the night and what role um, the nightlife is playing in society. And your target audience for this, who who do you intend for this manifesto to get in front of? I think we wanted to involve everybody who is um, in a in a role of a shaper of the night, somebody who is uh, involved as a promoter or an advocate or somehow leading a community and also caring about the future of the night. And so it's a bit, uh, you know, bringing those hats together and have a, a dialogue, a discussion about it. Because two years of the pandemic, you know, it left its wounds on every one of us. And, and I think we we had to kind of readjust. Uh, and, and that was the process that we were initiating. What do you want people to do with this document? So the idea came up because we, um, as you know, we worked uh, over the whole pandemic on a global nighttime recovery plan. And if if you ask me what is the global nighttime recovery plan, I would say it's a it's a very technical guide uh, that helps you to understand what to do or what other cities were doing to respond to the crisis. So it's more about the what and the how. And we had to give an answer on why are we doing this. Um, it, so it's something that. That a lot of people were, you know, who are not so so connected to night to the night were also um, getting back to us and were very interested in the global nighttime recovery plan. But they also asked, like, why are you guys doing this? And I think that was the question that we haven't answered yet, um, or everybody on their own. But I think it was about time to bring all these people together and see if we can align on, on those values. So the Global Nighttime Recovery Plan really was, as you were stating, and it is available on the Vibe Lab website, um, it is the how to do this, how to recover from the pandemic. But the purpose of the manifesto, one of the purposes of the manifesto was to communicate why it's important. So some of the questions that we were raising in these focus groups that we were conducting was like, what is the future that we want to create or what values drive us in our communities or 
why should we continue to thrive for a better future for our knights? So really essential questions. And I think a lot of people um, just by doing this and by having these conversations were really inspired. What do you hope will be the outcome of this manifesto? What do you envision for it? I mean, since we had so many people from from all parts of the world, and I have, I have to admit in the Global Net Recovery Plan, which was also very time consuming, we didn't manage to have a lot of people from the global south. And also for us, it was also really very important to get people from from uh, sub-Saharan Africa or from from parts of Latin America or from Asia into this into these discussions and this dialogue. And you know, some of them were telling us, you know, COVID that was definitely an issue, but we had droughts before and we had civil wars. And you know, I mean, that was not the biggest crisis we had. You know, so we also got some let's say readjustments in our own perspective, because uh, from, from a global North perspective, this was the biggest crisis that we ever had or in, the, in recent decades. So what, what are we trying to get out of it? I think it is a process. So I think the manifesto is a process. So we encourage everyone to use this kind of as a guideline or as a framework that you can now spark the discussion in your own communities. And every city, every country, every um, music genre or uh, whatever group you're want, you want to have this dialogue with, they have their own struggles, their own challenges. But I think it would be a great, a great way to actually start this discussion. And the points that we are touching, I think, are relevant for all of. And so, right. And so, instead of focusing on our, our differences and the different different um, issues in on a per country basis or continent basis or hemisphere basis, you're saying here's what we have in common. Here's what we can all throw our energy behind. Yeah, and and also just an anecdote. Uh, I was in Detroit a couple of months ago, and we had great conversations. And one of the discussions was a very technical questions: how we can get into the discussion with the city again about curfews, da, 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 da. And I was thinking, you know, for you also, it would be good to 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 be involved in that um, manifesto discussion because then you could also go again to the city and say, wow, there were two years of really big struggles and for the whole society. And now nightlife actually has a big part in bringing people back together, you know? So maybe you have to open the whole discussion or the touch points with the city on a different level again, not where with a very technical uh, issue that that is very pressing for sure, but maybe you should should really approach them with the big picture again. Right. Because and when, think, if not yeah. like after the biggest crisis we had, we should, we should dis- start right, this right, really. and And also in a world that's divided, we need something that brings us together. We have these polarizations in politics. We have them between cities and countrysides. We have them everywhere. And I think um, the idea of bringing more value and more, um, you know, like more than just the economic side of the night, I think is very important to to have a dialogue and discussion about. Okay. Uh, I agree with you 100%. In the section of the manifesto that's titled Rise Up for a Better Future, it lists five aspirations let's go through these one at a time. What was meant? We stand for a night that is aware. What do you mean by that? I think awareness is um, is an important issue that you that you are aware of your privileges, that you are aware of how you're curating a night, um, who your who your employees are, tr- how your employees or your workers are treated. 
like awareness about um, things that matter, uh, how business are run or how the community is being treated. So very much about discrimination. That was a big issue in these conversations we had, but um, it goes beyond that. So every, all these topics that I would say are with like the social part of the night, you know, when it comes to human behavior, uh, et cetera. So that is the awareness part. That I okay. think and then important. the second point was we stand for a night that is communal. How do you mean that in the context of this document? I think the communal part uh, was was raised um, by having a very also local focus, you know, thinking about your neighbors directly, thinking about your community, thinking about what you can change where you are at the moment with or maybe a global view on things, but really acting locally and um, and thinking, um, you know, what role you can play in city development in, in many issues that are concerning um, your nearest environment. So making sure you're at the table, but also making sure that others are at the table because yeah, we and, find and, ourselves in a vacuum sometimes. And, and, and there is the best time actually to think about how inner cities are being developed, how, um, you know, if people are not, if, if people don't use office space anymore, or if they, if, if you're losing, uh, losing a lot of the retail spaces, maybe culture has, can back, go back into inner cities and that is a very pressing issue for cities so we have to sit at a table and talk about it your uh, third point was we stand for a night that is creative obviously we have a good sense of what that means but from what were some of the distinct messages that came out of the development of the manifesto that had to do with we stand for a night that is creative i think here it was about that you have to um also you know rethink how you how you're curating the aesthetics of what you're doing for the participants of the, these focus groups i think it was very important that um, performing art visual art music culinary art is in the focus of what you're doing you know so the creative side is something that you get your energy your inspiration from and and i think you know you should not lose that that the artistic side of the night is super important to bring value I think oftentimes people hear us talk about nightlife or the nighttime economy. They think we're just talking about the club scene. But in fact, what you're reinforcing here is it's about the whole creative energy that takes place at night and is birthed at night and grows and shows itself at night, right? The interdisciplinarity of it. And, and of course, literature is, is also a part of of art and uh, and I think we have to think about oh maybe I should do something with literature I should do something with performing uh, or virtual arts uh, visual art I think these are the discussions that we want to spark here. Your fourth point in this uh, rise up for the better future five aspirations was we stand for a night that is safe. If there is one topic that pops up more often in municipalities in the states it has to do with safety and public safety. Talk to me about that particular aspiration. I think safety for many people in our let's say peer group or in the in the in the in the area that we're working together, um, safety is uh, many times connected to policing, law enforcement, and not in really about how can the community bring s safety to 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 itself, and um, and also you know, I mean it's very well connected to the topic of awareness, but I think really to to be sure that everybody is safe in a space and that you um that you con can contribute to this without calling the police right away you know to really 
uh, making everybody aware and all that is already um, a big step to more safety in the city. And also when we're talking about spiking and and other things, you know, you, you cannot solve everything with more police cameras. You know, you have to also make sure that the community is aware of it and that that brings safety as well. And the fifth aspiration you listed was we stand for a night that is sustainable. And that's a lot of different meanings. Talk about what you meant by that in the manifesto. I think sustainability comes very much with the ecological side, of course, but also with the social uh, side of uh, how you run your business. Um, and sustainability is really about having also long-term perspectives. Um, I think often nighttime is filling some gaps for temporary spaces, you know, like heating a certain area up and then you have to move and you're getting gentrified. And I think sustainability, what you should fight for is to also have this discussion about, you know, we're not getting more creative by moving five times and losing our jobs, you know? So I think sustainability has to do with a lot of things that is that are related to um, using the resources in a really good way and um, make sure that everybody of your staff is is well involved. There, There is just like, I think, also an idea that we are super flexible and we are super, um, you know, we can you can close us down and we will open up somewhere else and it's all good. And I think this sustainability topic is really about, you know, rethink those things again and make sure that, you know, there is um, a long-term perspective also. I'm going to talk a little bit, I've got in front of me, so you might hear some paper rattling. We rise to, was another section of your uh, document. Uh, we rise to bridging the gaps between nightlife communities and other stakeholders. So that speaks back to that communal point, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. And then we rise to ensure the safety of our communities and scenes. Uh, scenes is a kind of an abbreviated term for night scenes, nightlife scenes, our cultural scene, through the promotion of sexual health and wellness, diversity, inclusion, harm reduction, and safety at night. Wow. Mm. We rise to take all of those things on, correct? Yeah, maybe not everybody, everything, you know, but there's also a good way of having a dialogue with groups that are already committed to a certain topic, but you have to, you know, reinforce maybe again the dialogue, learn, educate yourself, educate others. I think nobody should be overwhelmed that you have to have the solution for everything. I think it's really everybody should you know, contribute as, as much There's as There's a discussion can. sometimes that by having several options on the table might overwhelm some, but it also indicates to others that by having options, you can choose, and that choice is not a bad thing. The third point here on We Rise to foster the next generation of nightlife visionaries and advocates. That's the first time I've seen this pop up. Let's where, where does this come from, this awareness that we are aging out? And where's the next wave going to come from? What, talk about that. What's being done or who's thinking about that? Yeah, I think we saw a lot of um, different ways of how these nighttime advocates are being appointed, elected, uh, that got somehow in this role. And I think it is really about making sure that it is not only connected to one certain person with a certain personality, that you can also, you know, hand over this job to somebody else. And yeah, and then and I don't know if we have the perfect position created yet, you know, where we have there are people appointed and they are appointed forever. <laughs> Other ones are elected for two years and then they have to step down. So I I some are paid, some are not paid. So I think it's it's really about having this dialogue in our own scene now 
in the scene of the advocates, you know, how can we, uh, you know, foster this um, and make sure that the next generation of uh, advocates is also um, coming up. It's not like there's a program in schools that says, you know, become an advocate for the nighttime scene or night economy. It's not even, they're not even degree tracks as far as I know yet. So, yeah, and we have, um, you know, there is a momentum in the beginning of creating this job where you have a lot of attention. Uh, but maybe after the next person that comes in this job, is, it doesn't have this attention anymore. So it's really also about making sure there's also a structure of power and decision making and resources that make sure that uh, this next generation is also able to change something. Yeah, and that also means letting go sometimes for the current generation. That's all. <laughs> that's <laughs> Which, That's, which no, I'm counting was... myself in, by the way. Uh, so there's definitely also some some discussion on my side uh, how I hand this over this job after. Yeah, so. no, I'm, I've been down that path recently, so I fully understand. Why is nightlife important to everyone? I'm curious what you think. I think actually this is a very personal question that everybody has to answer themselves. Um, I think what we can do as advocates, we can create a framework and we can kind of create a, a manifesto that, that we align on. But I think to answer why is this important is a very personal question. For me, the night is, is about reflection, it's about re-envision things, it's about rethinking. So this answer is probably a different one than, than you get from, from somebody else. So, so I think it's it's also fair. You know, everybody has a very personal connection to what they want to do at night, how they how they see the night influencing them, their personality. And why did you, uh, the team, choose the word manifesto? In the States in particular, manifesto has kind of a, it's like in Britain, they use the word scheme a lot to talk about a program or a plan. And scheme in the States means something, you know, furtive, something oh. secret. Manifesto here also sometimes delivers a connotation of, you know, communism or something. Why did you choose the word manifesto? I, I actually never heard this, but it's interesting. I think my personal um, understanding of a manifesto is that it's that is something that was collectively brought together. You know, it's a manifesto is nothing that you can write and say everybody has to sign this. You know, not gonna happen. You know, it's something that has to kind of come bottom up from a lot of people, and you kind of create slowly these words that are very well um, thought of and selected, and that makes it different to a, a, a carta or I don't know what else. What kind declaration of is kind of the word declaration. Yeah. yeah, but declaration for me is very much top down. But, yeah, yeah. but maybe that's also just my understanding. But this is some kind of consensus document that says we got these 120 creatives together from 55 cities and 10 focus groups around the world. Was there any humorous moment in the development of all that? Anybody rise up in the process of developing this document that that was that was enjoyable? But I definitely want to want to mention that there was um, also learnings from our side um, sure. because to create something on a global scale also made made it very difficult in many ways because you know having a, a very north global north or European or North American view on things also is not everywhere understandable, you know? So for instance, I, I, I had a discussion or not a discussion, but we had we had some remarks uh, per email from somebody who's doing a lot of 
awareness work with workers at night uh, in New York. And um, she she basically said, we have to be much more specific in what we want to, to change. The manifesto is not specific enough. You know, uh -huh. we have to call out these things. But that's a really a, a challenge for somebody who is, for instance, in the Middle East, naming things without getting punished or getting even the opposite of what they want to achieve getting people together because maybe some of them are scared then to be part of this i think um that's why i said it's important to have um this just as a framework and and give this back to the local communities because otherwise we wouldn't get a, a document that is valuable for everyone and reflective around the world as best it can be i'm speaking with lutz leipsenring who is the partner and co-founder of Vibe Lab, a global consultancy that's based in both Berlin and Amsterdam. Um, you can learn more about Vibe Lab at vibe-lab.org. They're also on Facebook and Twitter as Vibe Lab Network and on Instagram at Vibe Lab underscore network. I would like to also point out that I've taken your manifesto without permission and posted it on the 24-Hour Nation website. It's at 24hournation.com resources and included the link where people can sign the document. The final word is yours, Lutz. Um, the call to action is yours. What do you want and what do your 120 colleagues from around the world want people to do? I'll make up two names here. Say Amanda Bailey, who runs a music venue in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, or Sam Johnson, who works for a business improvement district in Minneapolis, what would you want them to do with this document? I think um, this document can help in many ways. It can help on a discussion with your city officials, um, that maybe other ones if, when you're part of the city government, to get everybody on board on, on, on the why. It is important to support the night, uh, but it can also be a very helpful in a very specific um, case of um, real estate development where maybe a, 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 an, a, an art or a nightlife venue had to had to move away. And you can bring this to the topic and say this space actually stands for certain values um, and th those are uh, done. Um, by signing it, I think you just show that the night in this complexity is something that you would like to support. Um, and as I mentioned now a couple of times, I think it's very important that you start uh, a discussion about this in your with your local peers, um, that you um, really organize a certain workshop. It can be at a conference, it can be even at a easy gathering in a bar at night, put up some tables, maybe five tables to five different topics, and let people discuss how important those topics are for them, what it means for them, let them make them more specific and then write a paper out of it that you can publish and people can use this again to advocate for what they're doing. And you can do this as a promoter, you can do this as a city official, you can do it in any way that you are somehow um, involved in, in nighttime advocacy. This has been Season 1, Episode 22 of 24 Minutes from 24 Hour Nation. Learn more about us at 24hournation.com and on social media at 24 Hour Nation.